you're listening to Mysteries Beyond. What mysteries lie beyond the reach of our senses? And who are you in this vast multiverse? Hello, and welcome to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender. In this episode, we will be going over protection magic. Because it's really something that is overlooked by many practitioners who are just starting out. And I get it. I understand. We're all very excited to embrace our own power and discover its full potential and put it to practice and witness us manifesting things. But protection magic should be the very first thing that we learn. When we start to do any type of spiritual work or energy work, we open ourselves up to unwanted interactions from unwanted entities and energies, including those of interdimensional as well as human. When you think about it, the average person encounters quote-unquote negative energy on a daily basis. Now, this can be anything from a coworker, you know, unloading all of their emotional baggage onto you telling you about the bad night that they had yesterday to standing in line behind a person who is clearly in a bad mood. Wherever we go, we all leave behind residual energy. And there is an energetic exchange every time that we do any type of spiritual work and or anytime that we interact with someone. So, how do we protect ourselves? Well, there are so many different ways. You've got rituals, sigils, visualization, charms, amulets, talismans, crystals, and etc. But before we get into that, I would suggest we first cleanse cleanse our our space, both physically and energetically. What do I mean by that? I mean literally physically clean. You know, uh, vacuum, mop, dust. Organize and or put your stuff away. Because negative energies are known to like disorder. And even if you don't feel anything negative in your space, you still want to get rid of that stagnant energy. So you want to clear all that out to make space for new energy. To cleanse energetically, you can use sound bowls. You can also use bells. You know, some practitioners use pots and pans even. Anything that will create a loud noise. Many people overlook the power of sound. But if you think of it, 
in terms of frequencies and vibrations, sound is a very powerful way of clearing out those energies. If you can't be loud where you're at, that's okay. You can also use incense. Personally, my to-go-to is dragon's blood. I like the way that incense smells, and I know it has the properties of love, protection, and exorcism. It's very potent, and it will drive away any evil and or negativity. One quick thing I do want to mention when it comes to herbs and or incense. You have to activate their properties. You can't just mix herbs and set them. You have to tell them what to do. You have to tell them their purpose because they have many different properties. Like patchouli, for example. Its element is earth and it's known to assist with money, fertility, and or lust. But you have to give it direction and set your intention. Not many know this, but patchouli is sometimes substituted for graveyard dust. So what if you're doing some sort of necromancy work and you use patchouli, but you don't tell it what to do? Or you might be doing some sort of self-love ritual and you don't tell it what to do. Then your working's not going to be very effective. So what I like to do is close my eyes clap three times, and rub my hands, you know, to get that energy moving. I then grab those herbs and hold them tightly in my hands while I visualize, focus, and set my intention. I then whisper those intentions to them, and I get close enough to those herbs that I kind of breathe life into them. But you guys don't have to do it this way. You may find other ways to do this. But this is what has worked for me. Another very powerful incense that you can use is frankincense. Its element is fire. And its properties are well known for protection and exorcism. Here's a couple fun little facts. The ancient Egyptians burned frankincense at sunrise to honor the sun god Ra. And did you guys know that to this day, it's included in some of the incenses used in Catholic churches? And this is because it's known to drive out all evil and negativity. And you can also use it to consecrate your magical tools. Many of you might also be familiar with Palo Santo also known as Hollywood. And yes, it's known to clear out negative energies, but it also has a lot of interesting properties. It's a natural remedy for the cold and flu, and it's known to aid with getting rid of headaches. It facilitates with meditation, and it's also known to repel mosquitoes and any other insects. And of course, you guys have heard of sage, But there are many different types of sage. There's white sage, black sage, blue sage, desert sage. The most popular one being white sage. 
but from what I've learned, white sage clears out all energy. That means including the good energy. So you cannot burn it alone. You have to burn it with either lavender or dragon's blood or, you know, a holy wood in order to clear out all the energy, but at the same time infuse it with, you know, positive energy. And to be honest, I wasn't even going to mention sage, even though it's probably the number one thing people go to, but I wasn't going to bring it up because there's a lot of controversy around sage. One, I heard it's endangered, or it was endangered, and two, it's part of a closed practice to the Native Americans. But to be completely honest with you guys, as a spiritual person, I'm not sure that I subscribe to the idea of something being a closed practice. Because I feel it holds you back by having that ego mindset. And what I mean by that is you are more than just your race. And saying certain people cannot use what Mother Nature has provided all of us with prevents us from ascending spiritually. But this doesn't mean we can be disrespectful with it. What it comes down to very plainly is do your own thorough research. Okay, moving on. So, if you cannot burn anything because you're in a very closed space or there aren't any windows to open or you know, you might just set off your fire alarm, which I'm sure has happened to some of us. It's happened to me. I've had to learn the hard way. What you can do is make your own cleansing and or banishing spray. And this can be very easy to make. And of course, you can use your own herbs that you would prefer that have those, you know, banishing and cleansing properties. But if you're looking for something that's very simple, and very effective, you could just do dark moon water, clove, and dragon's blood resin. And this can be a very good way of cleansing your area because unlike incense, it doesn't have a very potent smell to it, and it's not loud. It's actually a very discreet way to do this. And if you're wanting to do more discreet cleanses, you know, you could also incorporate that when you're mopping. You know, there's such things as like floor washings or door washings or window washings. So cleansing and banishing are most often used interchangeably. But cleansing just means doing your daily upkeep, right? So like your daily maintenance. Kind of just getting rid of that stagnant energy. And banishing is pretty much telling something to go away and never come back. And now in order to cleanse yourself energetically, yes, you could do certain baths, but on top of that, what I like to do 
is something called the Lesser Banishing Ritual of the Pentagram, also known to many as the LBRP. It's part of ceremonial magic, and it's designed to clear out a room of any negative energies or any negative influences so that any of your magical workings done immediately after that are more effective. But not only does it clear out the room of negative energies, it also kind of clears yourself out. So it's kind of like giving your spiritual self a bath. And it consists of calling in the archangels, those being Archangel Raphael, that deals with the element of air and the cardinal direction of east, Mikael, element of fire, cardinal direction of south, Gabriel, element of water, cardinal direction of west, and Uriel, element of earth, and cardinal direction of north. It is considered a safe ritual for a beginner practitioner, but I will say that from my experience, about a month and a half of doing this on a daily basis, I was tested. Because remember, you are lighting yourself up into these other realms. And because you're doing this, and because you are acknowledging other realms, they will also start to notice you. And I don't say this with the intention of creating fear. I say this with the intention for you to become aware. Now, banishing, as I said, is telling something to go away and never come back. And yes, you can also banish people. But before you go and try to banish people, I would say be responsible with it and do some soul searching, do some shadow work. You know, just because there's a coworker that annoys you or you don't like, avoid making that impulsive decision of banishing them because one, there might be a lesson in there for you. Don't ignore or dismiss that. It might be an opportunity for you to get to know yourself a little more. And two, it might backfire on you. Now, the term backfire doesn't mean it didn't work. It actually means it worked, just not the way that you had in mind. Let's say you want to banish that coworker, remove them from your life. Sure, that's your intention. But if you're not specific enough, you might be the one to get fired or moved. See, the universe will rearrange itself to do what you asked it to. And see, by removing you from your employment, it also removed your pesky coworker from your life. And you won't ever have to see them if you don't want to. So the universe did what you asked it to. It banished your coworker from your life. But with that, your job. So that's what I mean. Just be responsible with it. Do your research. 
and be very clear as well as specific with your intentions. So after you've cleansed, after you've banished, you have to protect. You have to ward. Think of it like this. It's like cleaning your house and pushing someone out the door and forgetting to close the door. If you don't close it, then they can just come right back in. Or dust and dirt and leaves could come right back inside your clean house. So you have to close that door. You have to protect, right? So the most common type is visualization. You don't need much. That's why it's the most common type of protection is to visualize it. But at the same time, it's not as easy because it requires a lot of focus and concentration and the ability to be able to visualize and hold that image in your mind's eye. But if you're meditating or if you're in a place that you've got maybe two to three minutes to close your eyes and visualize yourself being protected, then this is one way that you can do it. You can visualize yourself. I mean, some people say visualize yourself in a protective bubble, but what I like to do is I like to envision myself as light. Think about the complete opposite of what a shadow being is. I envision myself as emanating light. I am a, <laughs> I'm a light being, and any negative or dark energy that tries to approach me with ill will will immediately deteriorate as soon as it comes in contact with my light. You can also protect yourself with sigils, and those can be ones that you create, or they can be runes, such as the Algis, which is said to be a rune and or symbol for protection. You can also carry charms, and these are typically charged anytime that you do spell work. So maybe you did a candle spell for protection, and the charms that were incorporated in that magical working, you can now carry. There's amulets and talismans, and the way that I differentiate the two is that amulets starts with an A, so I think of away is to keep things away from you, and talismans start with a T, and the word towards also starts with a T, so it's to bring something towards you, so protection towards you. And of course, there's also crystals that you can you know, keep possibly at your workplace or by your nightstand or simply throughout the house. I mean, obviously there's a lot of different crystals that anyone can use for protection, but a really well-known one is black tourmaline. You can also bless your food and water and or drinks. So if you're cooking, you can, you know, draw a sigil with oil and or you can draw like the pentagram with oil. And if your recipe calls for certain herbs or spices, such as salt, you can charge your salt and activate its protection properties. Salt is known to have the magical properties of purification and cleansing. It's a preservative. Pepper is another spice that is used for protection. 
And again, it's a very discreet way to do it. When it comes to teas, don't forget they're made with herbs. So find a good tea that you like, research its properties, and use it. If you're drinking coffee, stir it clockwise to bring towards you and set the intention of protection. If you're drinking water, water holds memory. You know, speak your intentions to your water. If it's protection, speak it into your water, and as you drink it, envision yourself being cleansed from within and being protected. You can also use mirrors to reflect all ill will imposed against you. And lastly, there is such a thing known as a witch bottle. This bottle is filled by the practitioner with usually sharp things such as sharp thorns, needles, pins. It also contains glass and or mirrors and protection herbs such as rosemary, garlic, clove, as well as some sort of essence of the practitioner. Now, this can be urine, it can be nail trimmings, it can be hair, and or saliva. It is then sealed with black wax and buried near their home. And the witch's bottle is meant to serve as a kind of decoy from any psychic or energetic attacks. Because instead of the ill will attacking you personally, it will attack the witch's bottle because it has your essence. So from what other practitioners have said, they recommend you have at least three forms of protection up just to be on the safe side. But I also want to add to not become overly obsessed with protection to the point where you're paranoid or constantly thinking about being protected because at that point, you'll just be working against yourself. You don't want to attract negativity into your life by continuously thinking you're under attack. So, you know, just be mindful of that as well. But, you know, if you've got any questions or if there's ever any feedback or if there's anything that you want to add or share, you're definitely welcome to reach out to me. My email is lauralavender.mb at gmail.com or you can friend me on Instagram and you can message me through there at lauralavender.mb And as always, thank you so much for listening to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender, and I'll see you guys next episode.